Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, I'm known as The Success Alchemist. You can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net, at thewebalchemist.net, Empowered Manifestation, and on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, The Success Alchemist, on Twitter at Coach Jan Shaw. And today is the 26th of June, 2021, and the title of today's show is Election News, Strange Happenings, John McKee Dead, and Chinese Defector. So I want to start this week with the good news again. I mean, there's so much to report. I'm struggling to fit it all in. But very interesting things happening. Um, so here's the good news of the week. And it's from... Uh, Danny and here. So this was from Wednesday the 23rd. Number one, all 50 Senate Republicans united to block HR1, the For the People Act. This sweeping bill would have made it much easier for Democrats to steal elections. Number two, Governor Ron DeSantis signed a bill that requires Florida high school students to learn about the evils of communism and totalitarian ideologies. He wants students to understand why people would risk their lives to flee communist and socialist countries in order to come to the USA. Number three, another reporter has blown the whistle on MSM corruption and dishonesty. April Moss of CBS 62 in Detroit went public with Project Veritas to expose her network's editorial double standards regarding COVID-19 shots and how corporate interests are damaging the public. Number four, delegates from Oregon and Washington visited the Maricopa County Audit Facility Tuesday. That makes 22 state delegations who have toured the facility so far. Wendy Rogers confirmed that additional state delegations have requested a tour. Number five, the National Security Agency has agreed to produce all documents, records and other tangible evidence related to the FBI's illegal surveillance of 16,000 American citizens. Six, ivermectin has caused a 97% decline in COVID-19 cases in Delhi, India. Delhi began using ivermectin on April 20th, 2021. It has saved countless lives. Seven, Peter Daszak has been removed from the commission that is investigating the origins of COVID-19. He was recused after it came out that he helped secretly denounce the lab leak theory while failing to mention his close ties to the Wuhan lab. Eight, parents and students are suing Indiana University over its mandatory COVID-19 shot policy. They allege that the that the mandate violates the liberty protected by the 14th Amendment to the US Constitution, which includes rights of personal autonomy and bodily integrity and the right to reject medical treatment. There is legal precedent for this based on a recent Florida appeals court ruling. Australia, this is number nine, Australia has banned critical race theory from its national school curriculum Five U.S. states have banned CRT in their schools and another dozen are considering similar action. Ten, a Hillary Clinton campaign official and founder of the organisation Youth to End Sexual Violence, Joel Davis, 
was sentenced to 13 years in prison. Davis was convicted of engaging in sex acts with a minor, recording them and distributing those recordings to others. 11. Nebraska Governor Pete Ricketts is sending a team of Nebraska State Patrol troopers to Del Rio, Texas to help manage the border crisis. The troopers will partner with the Texas Department of Public Safety to provide law enforcement assistance. 12. A Rasmussen report found that 82% of likely voters believe that freedom of religion is important for a healthy American society. 13. Silverton, Colorado, just up the road from me. Mayor Shane Foreman announced that the Pledge of Allegiance would be banned at trustee meetings. In response, some attendees stood up and recited it loudly. When he tried to interrupt them, more people joined in. 14. Unfortunately, a truck struck several pedestrians, killing one at a pride parade in Fort Lauderdale Saturday. Multiple high-profile Democrats, including Fort Lauderdale's openly gay mayor, made fools of themselves by blaming Governor DeSantis and calling it a terrorist attack against the LGBT community before the facts came out. It turns out the accident was caused by a 77-year-old gay man who was a participant in the parade. Democrats were forced to publicly apologise. So that's it for the good news. And it says right at the beginning, I didn't read this before I started it, it says we are winning on many fronts. There will be many more wins, so take courage. And we do have signs that this is happening. I'm going to be covering the... Um, conclusion of the Arizona audit or the completion I should say and of course we've got Trump doing a rally today in Ohio and apparently there are already many many people lining up to get in. Kamala Harris finally visited the border yesterday although she went to El Paso and apparently the hot spot for all the illegal immigration is a thousand miles away right down um, <coughs> in the south of uh, Texas and she was greeted by quite a number of Latinos holding signs that says Kamala you know Trump won and uh, basically not being very supportive of her appearance so I think there are definitely more signs more and more signs that this this fraud is going to be exposed. And as it said in the news, there are more and more delegates visiting the audit, although now it's, it's actually completed. Um, there won't be another opportunity to do that, I don't I imagine. So I'm going to start with the uh, update on the election and particularly on the um, audits and so on. Um, I want to start with a couple of kind of overview reports First one is from Gateway Pundit. Wayne Root, what difference does proving a stolen election make? All the difference in the world. And this was from the 21st. Um, remember that famous Hillary Clinton line about Benghazi? She asked, what difference does it make? She meant, it's over, it's old news. Why rehash it now? Nothing will change. Of course, that was convenient for Hillary and Obama. They lied and heroes died at Benghazi. The last thing Hillary or Obama wanted was an investigation. Democrats are saying the same thing now about the 2020 election. 
They say, what difference does it make? Trump lost. It's over. The election is certified. Biden is the president. Nothing will change. You're all wasting your time. Again, that's pretty convenient. We are a nation of laws. That's what made America the greatest nation in world history. Without laws, investigations, arrests and convictions, we might as well be Haiti or Cuba or Venezuela or Zimbabwe or Mexico or any other lawless socialist hellhole around the world where people live in misery and malaise with no rights while the government, despots and ruthless criminals do whatever they want to the people. We are America. We can't let that happen. We must investigate and pursue justice, no matter where it leads. Forensic audits will uncover the truth, and the truth will set us free. The truth will prove, even to Democrats and dummies, I know I repeat myself, that we were right. Trump was cheated. The election was rigged and stolen. Trump is the real president. Biden is not the rightful president of the United States. You can feel it. The tide has turned. We are so close to proving Arizona and Georgia were stolen. A dozen other states are planning on forensic audits. Soon all the dominoes will fall. Proving the election was stolen will make all the difference in the world. Of course, Democrats and the fake news media frauds know that. That's precisely what they're so afraid of. They're scared to death. The truth is about to come out. And yes, they're scared to death because they don't know where this will lead. They don't know what the citizens will do once they realise the election was rigged and stolen. Democrats will say it's too late. They will argue nothing can be done. Stolen election or not, Biden is president. End of story. Tough luck. I'm not an elections lawyer or a constitutional scholar. I'll leave the question of whether Trump can be reinstated as president up to legal experts. But I know this, bad things will happen to the Democrats if it's proven they stole the election. All hell will break loose. Democrats are in a world of trouble and they know it. On the minor scale, here's some of the things I could imagine happening next. Once we can prove the election was stolen, Democrats are finished. This is like when a famous business mogul and philanthropist is found to be a criminal who stole everyone's money. Ask Bernie Madoff. Everyone hates you for the rest of all time. You can never walk out of your home again. You can't show your face in public. People scream shame at you wherever you go. Your legacy is destroyed forever. Lawsuits will fly. Legal fees will cripple the Biden administration and Democrat Party. Donations will dry up. Biden will be the lame duck of all lame ducks. He will never pass another piece of legislation. He won't be able to leave the White House. He might as well be a convicted criminal. The White House will be his prison cell. Republicans will win a landslide in 2022. The GOP will control both houses of Congress. Even voters who don't like Trump will feel guilty that his presidency was stolen. Trump will be a lock to win back the presidency in 2024. I have to say I'm, I'm not agreeing with all of this because I believe that Trump will be back before the end of 2021 and uh, this uh, midterm is not is not going to be the, the thing that changes uh, the state of the of Congress and so on. 
and he won't need to win back the presidency in 24, um, or at least if he chooses to um, stay for a third term because his second term was stolen and disrupted, then I think that's a likelier outcome. Anyway, to continue... That's all separate from massive protests, million-man marches on Washington, D.C., unrest, civil disobedience, and the prospect of 74 million Trump voters withholding taxes to bring the Biden government to its knees and force Biden's resignation. And then there's the criminal charges. Thousands of Democrats were involved in multiple states in the greatest theft in America's history. I call this treason. That's life in prison or worse. This won't end well for Democrats. So now you know why they're panicking, wouldn't you? So yes, proving the election was stolen is the whole ball of wax. It's the whole kitchen sink. It changes both the history and the future of America. God bless the forensic audits and God help the Democrats when the American people see proof the election was stolen. And that article was by Wayne Allen Root, known as the Conservative Warrior. And then we have an, a Gateway Pundit article again. This is from June 23rd, and the title is You Cannot Catch Any Fraud in Fractions. Jovan Pulitzer clarifies why you need 400% forensic audits to catch election fraud. To determine the accurate results from the 2020 election, states must forensically audit all ballots in an area and not samples. This can easily be done, as Arizona is showing us. Yesterday, we reported on some action in Michigan to get to the bottom of the election results in that state. Representative Steve Carra proposed House Bill 5091, requesting $2.5 million to perform a forensic audit of the November 2020 presidential and U.S. Senate election in the hotly contested state of Michigan. And it's got a link to the article that was... Um, going into detail on that. Much like Arizona's forensic audit, which lawmakers and observers across the nation have praised, Cara's bill would require a bipartisan board to hire an outside group to conduct the forensic audit. The board would include one poll challenger from each political party from the November election. Michigan's proposed audit would use Arizona's audit as a model and cover 10% of the precincts in Michigan's 83 counties and audit a random sampling of 20% of the precincts in Detroit where election results are frequently called into question. This is a great step forward in a state where President Trump was way ahead on an election night only to see the Democrats push through hundreds of thousands of votes to give the election to Joe Biden. However, to identify and confirm all valid ballots, the state will need to select 100% of the ballots. Joe Van Pulitzer describes why in the video below. In the video above, <laughs> we've moved down, Joe Van Pulitzer begins by sharing that you can't do a partial audit using sampling. He explained this in a tweet to Representative Cara, who he clarified this with, before his video and there's a screenshot of the tweet and Jovan Pulitzer says drop the word full from forensic audit and say fractional audit all you get is the same old rigged systems and games 
Hashtag fractions don't find fraud. Full forensic audits do. Scan the ballots. Words matter. Michigan lost again. And the reply, um, I think this is a reply, or it may be something that Jovan is replying to. It's from this, that, other two. Communist Party doesn't want any group to conduct a voting audit that they cannot corrupt. Jovan makes a couple of really key statements in this video. You have to include 100% of all ballots in your forensic audit. This is because the fraud may be hidden in only one area out of 100. You will miss identifying the total amount of fraudulent ballots if you sample. He provided a picture to show what he means. If only 1 out of 100 or 6 out of 600 cases are fraudulent you will likely not capture the full amount of fraud when sampling. Here is a figure showing the fraudulent cases in red. If you audit using sampling or fractions, the fraudulent cases may never be captured, especially if your sampling approach is biased, i.e. the selector knows which cases not to audit. Number two, the reason the above is so important also is because the law states that you have no standing if you don't provide more fraudulent cases of fraud than is the difference between candidates in a race, and the courts may shut you down. You need to show that there are enough cases identified to overturn an election. This is why you have to look at all ballots to identify the fraudulent ones. Arizona is forensically auditing 100% of the ballots in Maricopa County. Jovan is right, and here's why. Number one, ballots are valuable, as valuable as money. Two, when you audit a bank, you don't go to one TELUS cash drawer and audit only the number of $10 bills. You audit every drawer and the safe and agree to what is reported. Number three, ballots are like money and should be audited in the same manner you audit money. This is why we must audit every single ballot. It matters. And then we have an article from TrendingPolitics.com. Trump, I never admitted defeat, says, says it's up to public to reinstate him if audits uncover enough fraud. And this was four days ago. Former President Donald Trump gave an amazingly enlightened interview to Just the News water cooler host David Brody on The Real America's voice streaming network Monday that is a must-hear for his legions of supporters. Bottom line, up front, Trump is reminding Americans that he has not given up on the fact that at some point it'll be proven that his re-election was indeed denied him through some, shall we say, shady mechanism. And when that happens, it'll be up to the country to decide what to do next. Brody opens the interview by reciting a quote from Trump during an appearance last week with Fox News' Sean Hannity, in which the 45th president appears to admit that he didn't beat Democratic rival Joe Biden. He pushed back on that right away, saying, no, I never admitted defeat. Trump then suggested that the matter regarding alleged vote fraud isn't a dead issue either. We have a lot of things happening right now. All you have to do is read the newspapers and see what's coming out now, he said, reminding listeners again that he has not conceded to Biden. Just the news adds context. Last week, during an interview with conservative commentator Sean Hannity, 
Trump had remarked about the 2020 contest that shockingly we were supposed to win easily at 64 million votes and we got 75 million votes and we didn't win. But let's see what happens on that. Trump told the water cooler host David Brody Monday that if the election was tainted by fraud, any decision on reinstating him as president would fall to the public or possibly to politicians. If the election was fraudulent, people are going to have to make up their own minds, Trump continued. It's not going to be up to me. It's going to be up to the public. It's going to be up to perhaps politicians. I don't think there's ever been a case like this where hundreds of thousands of votes will be found. So we'll have to see what happens. That is a really bold statement, by the way, and one we probably ought to be contemplating as a country, given Trump's track record of making seemingly outrageous claims about things that eventually turn out to be 100% correct. Moving on, Trump said once again that he is disappointed in former Vice President Mike Pence for not rejecting some states' electoral vote and sending them back to their state legislatures for review. And the former v- had the former VP done so, Trump speculated that he'd have won re-election and Biden will be resting comfortably at home where he should be. Well, I've always liked Mike and I'm very disappointed that he didn't send it back to the legislatures, Trump told Brody. When you have more votes than you have voters in some cases and when you have the kind of things that are that were known, in many cases they were known then, but they're certainly getting better and better known now, I was disappointed that he didn't send it back. I felt he had the right to send it back and he should have sent it back. That's my opinion. I think you would have found that you might very well have a different president right now had he sent him back, he added. So let's take a look at the news from Arizona. Again, Gateway Pundit, Arizona Audit Daily Update. Paper analysis is finishing up, so what's next? This was published June 24th. The Arizona Audit continues on Thursday. and The long-awaited results will soon be released. The paper analysis phase is still set to be completed by Saturday. The left is in total meltdown, nearly admitting guilt in an attempt to discredit the audit and hide the results. And it's got a link to an article, Arizona's Katie Hobbs suffers complete meltdown. Far left hack knows what's coming. One American News Network's Christina Bob provided another amazing real news report today on the status of the forensic report and potential litigation. Left-wing hacks say that Christina's reporting is dangerous. This is true, but only for them and people who fear the truth. Christina reported that the Arizona Senate has kept their stance that this audit is meant to secure future elections and ensure that one legal vote equals one point. If the audit reveals that the election certified by the rhino Governor Ducey and Radical Soros Secretary of State Katie Hobbs was fraudulent there will be severe consequences. The audit team is still lacking the subpoenaed routers, logs and passwords, so litigation is expected in order to obtain that information. They will need this information to entirely complete the full forensic audit. Legislative subpoenas for this data were issued on January 13, 2021. 
we reported that those with admin passwords have the power to delete or alter system data. Are they changing information while they still have time? The forensic report will come out in about 30 days or more. The Senate will decide what action must be taken based on the forensic analysis. Attorney General Mark Brunovich will need to decide if a criminal investigation is necessary. Mark Brunovich has stood up for the audit in the past when DOJ thugs tried to intimidate the Arizona Senate. This shows that he will take the necessary action upon the final report's release. And it's, again, got a link to a previous article that I think I read to you um, last week or the week before. Arizona Attorney General Mark Brunovich responds to Biden's admin's threats. My office is not amused with DOJ's posturing. After visiting the audit, delegations from Wisconsin and Michigan came home to Republicans who are adamantly opposed to audits. And Republicans is in quotes, <coughs> inverted commas. Wisconsin Speaker of the House Robin Voss and Senate President Chris Kapenga, both Republicans, are refusing to give their voters transparency. In Michigan, the Republican Senate Oversight Committee, led by Michigan State Senator Ed McBroom, is even targeting and investigating citizens who believe that fraud occurred. If you would like to see an audit in your state, call and email your legislators. Stay informed. Take a look at what your public servants are actually doing for you. The Arizona audit is finally wrapping up and we will know the truth very soon. And then a report from yesterday, again, Gateway Pundit. Breaking update. History made as final Arizona ballot inspections completed. Huge preliminary report expected Monday when true number of ballot totals announced. The Arizona audit officially completed both the hand count and paper evaluation inspections on Friday. The audit workers will now vacate Veterans Memorial Coliseum and prepare to deliver a report to the Arizona Senate. The Gateway Pundit reported earlier that this was taking place, but it was made official by a tweet from Arizona Audit. Audit update. Paper examination and counting are finished today. Thank you to all the amazing Arizona volunteers who made this audit possible. Earlier this afternoon, volunteers slammed a box closed and cheered in celebration after the final ballots were inspected. TGP reported that the results will be released in two phases. One, on Monday we may see a preliminary report which details the accuracy of the number of certified ballots. Two, we then expect to see a full forensic report which details the forensic images and ballot findings. This is huge. On Monday or soon after, we will know the true number of ballots that were cast in Maricopa County. If it is drastically different than the number of certified ballots, as expected with the discrepancies found, there will be severe consequences for Doug Ducey and Katie Hobbs. The Arizona State Senate will need to consider decertifying the results if they cannot prove that, that Biden was the winner. Attorney General Mark Brunovich will need to initiate an investigation into those involved in the scam and the cover-up. And again, a link to another article, Eric Greetens at Arizona Audit, No Ballots Equals No Victory. I think we're going to see a freight train of audits across the country. 
Eric Greeton says that decertification is the next step and the freight train will continue with even more steam. Since the beginning, audit officials have been reporting significant discrepancies in the total number of ballots. And again, another previous article, Maricopa County Ballot Audit takes a pause for a week. Massive irregularities already found with only about 25% counted. This was just one of many issues encountered along the way as it seems county officials have done everything in their power to prevent this audit from finding the truth. Since day one, legislative subpoenas for Dominion routers and passwords have been violated and it leaves us wondering why. On Monday, we will have the accurate total number of ballots that were received during Maricopa County's 2020 election. Will the totals add up? I suspect not. (laughs) That was me. And there's lots of news about other states out there. I don't have time to go over all of them, but here's a uh, just a kind of list of a few other things. DOJ sues Georgia, and that's to do with the um, election legislation that they put into law oh, several months ago now. The uh, federal government doesn't like them strengthening the election laws. Um, we've got news about the Michigan audit. I think that's being blocked by a couple of Uh, so-called Republicans. Um, ESNS, apparently, they sold wireless modems to multiple states. And um, there's some talk about collusion between Georgia and Pennsylvania in terms of election fraud. And the, the latest on Georgia's Fulton County is that the judge has now ruled that the ballots, ballot review can now go ahead. So that's, that's good to know. So yes, far too much on the election to be able to cover in this show because I do want to move on to other strange happenings. So there are a couple of things that the Anons are jumping on that happened this week. One of them is the report about John McAfee. And this is from We Love Trump. And it's from three days ago. John McAfee suicided in prison. Dead man's switch activated? Question mark. I guess we can add a new one to the list. Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself and neither did John McAfee. And I'm about to prove it to you and show you why this may soon become the biggest story of the year. In fact, I'm now starting to wonder if this is the suddenly moment all the prophets have been talking about to suddenly change everything right before July 4th. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's back up a bit. John McAfee is, or was, question mark, the wild founder of McAfee Antivirus. After making millions in the software industry, He became something of a legend in the libertarian community, a big backer of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, and an even bigger enemy of the deep state. For years he eluded authorities, but was recently caught as being held in a Spanish prison. Today, news broke that he had died of suicide in that prison. And it's a tweet from Julia Wraith. John McAfee, who claimed he had info to expose US corruption, found dead of suicide. 
The only problem, literally no one is buying it. More on that in a minute. First, here is the official report from mainstream media CNN. John McAfee, the controversial antivirus software magnate who'd had multiple recent run-ins with the US law, has died at 75. McAfee was awaiting extradition in a Spanish prison after being charged with tax evasion in the United States last year. McAfee was found dead in his cell in a prison near Barcelona on Wednesday around 1pm Eastern Time, and a medical examiner is on the scene, a spokeswoman for the Superior Court of Catalonia told CNN. She said the cause of death is under investigation. A statement from the Catalonia Regional Government Justice Department, which manages prisons there, said that prison medical personnel and guards attempted to perform life-saving procedures after finding McAfee, but were unsuccessful. The statement said everything indicates that McAfee could have died by suicide. His death came after a ruling from a three-judge panel at Spain's National Court in Madrid this week that McAfee could be extradited to the United States to face charges there. That decision could still have been appealed to a larger panel of judges at the same court, according to court documents. McAfee was arrested in Spain in October after being indicted in the United States for tax evasion months earlier. He allegedly failed to file taxes for four years despite earning millions in income between 2014 and 2018 from promoting cryptocurrencies, consulting work, speaking engagements and selling the rights to his life story for a documentary, according to court documents. The amount he owed was not specified in the indictment. The Spanish judges approved his extradition to face charges for the 2016, 17 and 18 tax years. In a virtual hearing in Spanish court earlier this month, McAfee argued that the US tax evasion charges against him were politically motivated the Associated Press reported. McAfee, founder of the eponymous antivirus software firm with which he is no longer affiliated, was also indicted in March on separate fraud and money laundering charges. The US Department of Justice alleged that he and a business partner participated in a scheme that earned more than $13 million by falsely promoting cryptocurrencies to unwitting investors. The final two decades of McAfee's life included a somewhat bizarre series of events. In 2012, McAfee briefly vanished after fleeing his home in Belize because local police tried to question him on the death of his neighbour. He has denied involvement in the death and claimed he fled because he feared for his life. Now let's dig into everything the MSM will not report. McAfee was a major enemy of the deep state, constantly provoking them and digging up dirt. I hate people on Twitter said John McAfee got Epsteined. Rest in peace. I've collected, this is John McAfee's tweet, I've collected files on corruption in governments. For the first time, I'm naming names and specifics. I'll begin with a corrupt CIA agent and two Bahamian officials coming today. If I'm arrested or disappear... 31 plus terabytes of incriminating data will be released to the press. This was from the 9th of June 2019. And then the next one, I am content in here. I have friends. The food is good. All is well. 
know that if I hang myself a la Epstein, it will be no fault of mine. And then a third, getting subtle messages from US officials saying, in effect, we're coming for you, McAfee. We're going to kill yourself. I got a tattoo today just in case. If I suicide myself, I didn't. I was whacked. Check my right arm. And there is also a screenshot of a news report, antivirus software pioneer John McAfee, dead after prison suicide report. McAfee was constantly shouting from the rooftop that if he were ever found dead of suicide, that he didn't do it and it was murder. Read this from 2020, and this is a repeat of the tweet, I am content in here and so on. That was October the 15th. And then Salty Cracker on Twitter says, so John McAfee was found dead in his jail cell. Don't mind this tweet from last year, which is when he said, know that if I hang myself a la Epstein, it will be no fault of mine. Could he have been any clearer? Folks, the deep state is getting very sloppy or perhaps very panicked. You don't kill a guy like this who is posting messages like that unless you have literally no other options. But it gets better. Here is another one of his posts where he literally tattooed whacked on his arm as a message that if he was found dead of apparent suicide, that it was murder. Look, and it shows the tweet where he says, getting subtle, subtle messages from US officials saying, in effect, we're coming for you, McAfee, and so on. I've just read that, so I won't read it again. And again, it shows the image of his arm with that tattoo. And now here is the best part. McAfee was so certain he'd be killed and so smart about it that he took all the evidence he had gathered against the deep state, which many believe is the holy grail of exposure, and he spread it out to multiple parties and multiple places on what is known as a kill switch or dead man switch. The way a dead man switch works is if you don't check into the system at the predetermined times in the predetermined ways, then the switch goes off and automatically releases all the evidence. It cannot be stopped. McAfee claimed to have had one back in 2019, and now many believe it just triggered. And again, we've got tweets from John McAfee, one of four. This is Logia on fire again. I have a good reason to suspect that John McAfee, the Mrs. McAfee and other companions have been detained by authorities at their latest port of call. I will be operating this account, providing updates as they become possible. Two, I last spoke with John as his boat was being boarded. The situation was tense but controlled. Our conversation was cut short by authorities confiscating their phones. The bastards wouldn't even give him a cigarette. Three, if John misses his next check-in, events will be set into motion that I cannot prevent once they have begun. John has secreted data with individuals across the world. I know neither their identities or locations. They will release their payloads if John goes missing. Four, our campaign for individual freedom and an end to state-sponsored tyranny will continue despite these developments. On behalf of the three people of the world... I demand the release of John McAfee and his companions from wherever they are being held. This will not stand. Why do they believe it has been triggered? One, because he said so in the posts above. And two, because just hours after the news broke of his death, this was posted to his Instagram account. 
and it's official John McAfee, and it's the letter Q. Yes, folks, that is a giant Q. Anyone else getting really excited right now? Was McAfee Q? Was he part of Q? Connected to Q? Did he send all his evidence to the Anons? Are we about to witness the suddenly moment that turns our world upside down exactly as the prophets have all been saying is coming? They have all said it would happen in a way you least expect, i.e. not from the courts, not from Congress, not even from Trump himself. God would swoop in and bring justice in a way no one could predict. Is this it? It sure feels like it to me. We should know more soon as the dead man's switch will start producing evidence soon, if true. Stay tuned. And then more. And a tweet from Willow, thinking Canada. A letter Q posted to John McAfee's Instagram account hours after his death. And it's a link also to uh, an article by Gateway Pundit. And there's also an a video embedded in the article, more analysis on the kill switch. Um, and McAfee also talks about how he supports Donald Trump in a video from Rumble. So <clears throat> that's very interesting. I mean, you know, the Anons are on fire that this was a suicide. Now, there has been another tweet circulating that is supposedly by John McAfee saying that he had a an apartment in the the um apartment building in Miami that collapsed um a couple of days ago I think it was and everybody is saying this looks or everybody <laughs> other than the mainstream media is saying that this looks like a controlled demolition of this uh, apartment building or, or um, sections, I should say, of the apartment building. And the tweet that John McAfee put out, supposedly, was that the 31 terabytes of data was in this apartment that he owned in the building. Now, the question is, would he reveal the location of all that data that is incriminating all these corrupt government people. Um, unlikely, but as many of the Anons have said, he probably has this data spread, you know, far and wide on different platforms and everything else. So the question came up in one of the Telegram um, channels, is this a trap? And was it that the... Um, the the deep state actually demolished this building to destroy the data that was the subject of the dead man switch. It's obviously speculation, and it'll, it'll continue to be speculated upon. But um, you know, stranger things have happened, shall we say? Now, some people have said, well, look, this, this tweet isn't on his Twitter page. So there's still, you know, differing views as to whether it's real or not. But perhaps somebody has picked it up from the Wayback Machine. May it, perhaps it was deleted after he'd posted it. 
who knows? But it's very interesting that there should be this connection between his so-called suicide and this building so-called collapse. And Governor DeSantis did make a statement after a fire started in the, what he said was, I think actually it was another spokesperson said it was a deep fire. And he implied that there were tunnels underneath the building. So perhaps this is another case of destroying dumbs under there um, and not just the building itself. As usual, we'll have to wait and see what, what transpires from this. Now, the other main subject I want to cover is a story about a top Chinese counterintelligence official missing. And it's actually a thread, and it's by Thomas Wichter, but he says uh, Duane Cates wrote this thread, and there's a link to that particular thread. United Press International is now covering the story. So, so when we go to United Press International, we get the article, Top Chinese Counterintelligence Official Missing, amid rumours of US defection, and this was June 21st. A senior Chinese state security official may be missing as rumours swirl in Chinese-language social media about his whereabouts. Reports indicate the man already may have defected to the United States with sensitive information about the origins of COVID-19. Vice Minister of State Security Dong Yingwei 57, is believed to have fled China with classified information about the novel coronavirus, Daily Telegraph in Sydney reported Monday. Dong may have secretly travelled from Hong Kong to the United States on February 10th, escaping with his daughter Dong Yang, according to Spy Talk, a newsletter covering US intelligence. Rumours of Dong's defection first circulated on Chinese-language social media platforms. Taiwan's Liberty Times reported Saturday. Overseas Chinese pro-democracy activists claim there is evidence father and daughter took off from Hong Kong with relevant information from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, according to the report. China has not issued an official response to Dong's rumoured defection, but on Friday, Xi ordered top officials of the Central Committee of the Chinese Communist Party to swear an oath ahead of the 100th anniversary of the founding of the CCP on July 1st, according to Liberty Times on Sunday. As Dong's whereabouts remain unconfirmed, on Friday, Hong Kong-based South China Morning Post reported China's law enforcement agency claimed Dong was in China attending an intelligence seminar. China's Central Political and Legal Affairs Commission said Dong ordered the country's spies to hunt down anti-China forces. The commission did not disclose the location of the seminar. No photo of Dong accompanied the article. Reports of Dong's alleged defection come as members of the international community appear to agree on trying to confirm COVID-19's origins. The World Health Organization's Dr. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, I hope that's pronounced right, said at the G7 summit earlier this month that the most recent studies have been inconclusive. 
close to 3.75 million people have died, the WHO chief said. This is very tragic and I think the respect these people deserve is knowing what the origin of the virus is so that we can prevent it from happening again. Last month, US President Joe Biden ordered a close intelligence review of COVID-19 origins. And then the this thread continues. <clears throat> if, and that's a big if, Dong Jingwei defected, the Chinese Communist Party, CCP, is done. And there's no way in hell that this was facilitated by Biden. The story is that he defected to the Defence Intelligence Agency, DIA. Remember what Acting Secretary of Defence Chris Miller said to Mike Pence? Publicly, off script, he thanked Pence for overseeing the most complex operations in the history of the US military. It's significant that Dong defected to the DIA and not the CIA. For the sake of argument, let's say all of this is true. And let's say that Dong can prove that the Democrats accepted help from the CCP in the form of military operations on US soil and then in the form of stealing the election. That means Trump comes back before 2024. I think it's far more likely than not. Dong is head of Chinese military intelligence. There's never been a defection of this magnitude in human history. The ramifications can't be calculated. Only Trump would have the balls to orchestrate it. If this defection happened, it takes out all of Trump's enemies, foreign and domestic. He becomes a global legend and Trumpism becomes the American political standard for at least a century. I'm not ready to say it's true, but I think it's far more likely than not. And the reason I say that is that I studied Trump. I can't predict his actions, but I know that they're always unorthodox and shockingly big, immense, without antecedent. We'll see what happens. The best is yet to come. End. Addendum. Adam Housley is reporting that the story is true and that others defected along with Dong. And there's a link to another thread as for there being com conflicting reports, disinformation, lying is smart. Since we'll never know the real story, we shouldn't sweat the details. Look at the big picture and don't get bogged down in minutiae. So again, the plot thickens. So we'll have to see what happens with this. <laughs> it certainly would be um, a trump card if this is true. Now, um, I just want to quickly cover a couple of things around the vaccine before we finish for today and the first one is regarding Senator Johnson and vaccine deaths and this is uh, a Gateway Pundit article again. Senator Ron Johnson on VAERS system, vaccine deaths and YouTube censorship. They're suppressing the information and American people are paying the price. Senator Ron Johnson Republican Wisconsin, joined Maria Bartiromo this morning on Sunday Morning Futures. During their discussion, Senator Johnson brought up the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, VAERS, website. Last week, the Gateway Pundit reported on the huge spike in vaccine deaths this month. This information via the VAERS system is censored by the fake news media, and I covered this last week. Shocking jump in vaccine deaths reported this week at CDC-linked VAERS tracking website. 
Maria Bartiromo, what's so absurd, Senator Johnson, is the way you continue to get censored. So now you're banned from YouTube again temporarily. YouTube suspended you again last week for what they say is a violation of the platform's misconduct policy. What happened last week, Senator? Senator Johnson, well, again, what I've been saying for well over a year, I've been trying to alert Americans to the fact that there are other early treatment options and try to find them. They pulled that up. And by the way, and Maria, if it weren't for Fox Nation, if you had to rely on YouTube, this segment here will be censored immediately on YouTube. Think of that. The other thing Dr. Fauci and the media is ignoring right now, early warning signals of the VAERS, we have close to 5,000 deaths, over 1,700 from days 0-1-2 of getting vaccinated. We have thousands of people who have permanent disabilities, 20,000 hospitalizations, and that, quite honestly, compares to less than 200 deaths per year in the entire 30-year history of the VAERS system on vaccines. They're not paying attention, they're suppressing this information, and the American people are paying the price. Now, before I finish for today, I want to just cover a couple of things from Telegram. And this was on CJ Truth official, and it's a um, a share of of one of Brian Cates's uh, posts, and this relates to what I was reading out about this Chinese defector, Brian Cates, who of course is um, runs Epoch Times, I think that's correct. He says, "Let me say it again. Maybe it will sink in for everybody this time." Back in March, at the big get-together between the U.S. Diplodunks and the CCP Diplodunks in Alaska, the CCP angrily demanded that the U.S. hand Dong Ying Wei over to them. Secretary of State Antony Blinken was mystified at this request and responding by saying the USA did not have Ying Wei. But we did. The Defense Intelligence Agency General Michael Flynn's old outfit had Jingwei, and nobody in the administration, the Biden administration, knew about it. Am I making myself clear here? And then another post, nobody knows how anything works. I have people spending all their time all day pontificating that AG, AG Merrick Garland shut down that federal grand jury spying on members of Congress for their leaking of classified information when he didn't even know about it. And now this. Biden and Blinken didn't even know that a historic defection had occurred in which the CCP's top military intelligence guy had defected to the DIA and brought others with him and a treasure trove of info about who's compromised by the CCP. Can you imagine the screaming conversations on the phone when the Biden administration realised that the top CCP military intelligence guy had defected to the Defence Intelligence Agency and brought with him all the evidence of who's been taking CCP payoffs. And nobody had told them a thing about it. So um, apologies about splitting that from the previous report that I just read. I'd actually forgotten what the content of that was. <laughs> And another one from um, from Telegram. This is the professor's record. And it says, this is what winning looks like. Election fraud is now undeniable. Twitter is now being sued for deplatforming millions at the behest of the DNC. 
This coordination is de facto state action, meaning massive First Amendment violations occurred at the direction of elected officials. China just had the most significant defection in its history. Dong was high-level military intelligence and can close gaps on both COVID-19 origins and election hacking. Merrick Garland didn't even know we had him. Biden is so panicked that he is now openly talking about we the people needing fighter jets and nuclear weapons to take on the government, all while he is mocked and poked by the international community. Congress is so neutered they can't pass their election theft legislation, even though they control the legislature and executive branches. Schiff, Swalwell and others have been under surveillance for years and didn't even know it. Enter Durham. Actually, Durham entered the equation years before the public at large knew he did. You can't subpoena records without a federal grand jury, and Schiff and Swalwell, ranking members of the House Intelligence Committee, had no clue they were under investigation. Media is getting exposed by the Veritas Project, with journalist whistleblowers coming out by the day. McAfee, Dominion, used his software. When he was suicided, what information did he have on the ready-to-be-released? More to come. COVID has been confirmed beyond a shadow of a doubt to be a bioweapon deployed by the CCP, facilitated by Fauci and other corrupt US elites. The pseudo-vaccines are not being taken at the rates expected and the MSM narrative is failing. Hunter laptop leaks are emerging every day in international media circles. US media is in a crisis. All of this is converging at the same time. So, yeah, lots happening. And um, I just wanted to mention a couple of things about the John McAfee incident. Um, this was a screenshot from another of the Telegram uh, channels. John McAfee found dead in Barcelona prison, authorities say. And it's been linked to a, a Q drop, 1528, which says, Barcelona, the world is watching, truth, light. So, and it's got showing um, an image of a wall with QAnon um, written on it. So, it's very interesting and also, I did want to share as well, talking about the Miami collapse of the building. This is a Charlie Kirk tweet, and it said, I have spoken to several architects who believe that the building collapse in Surfside was not an act of nature. Many are saying this was domestic terrorism. So, as I said, the plot thickens. I'm sure we'll have much more coming out in the next week on this subject. And... Trump has been saying that he's going to be uh, revealing something big. So obviously we don't know what that is. It'll be interesting to see his rally tonight and what he shares in that. Um, a lot of people looking forward to that. And he's also announced another rally in Florida on July the 3rd. So he's back in the saddle. So that's about all I have time for this week. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope you found it interesting. And um, I hope you'll join me next week for another Cosmic Creating show. And of course, I'd like to thank Nancy for producing. And just as a reminder, you can find me at the successalchemist.net, thewebalchemist.net, and Empowered Manifestation.
Thanks again. Stay safe, be well, and bye for now.